بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعده My brothers and sisters الحمد لله الله سبحانه وتعالى helps when um, when I'm stuck <laughs> uh, what I mean is that uh, I was looking for a real-life, present-day example to illustrate the importance of studying the deen systematically. Especially because we have a lot of us who, because we know the language, and in this case, usually this happens with English-speaking people, and don't ask me why, but that seems to be the case. But I suppose it happens with uh, also people who speak Urdu and other things. But because we know the language, we think that just because, just by reading a translation of the Qur'an or reading some of the Ahadith and Nabawiyah, Al-Sharifa uh, in Bukhari, Muslim and so on, uh, we think we can understand the deen. And uh, to add to it, we then become uh, interpreters of the deen and we then start uh, making fatwa and we start saying this is okay, that is not okay, and we start saying that in my opinion, this is what the Quran says, but in my opinion, Allah may Allah subhanahu wa protect us from making statements like that. If somebody says but with anything with the Quran, this is what the Quran says, but whatever the but is, uh, believe me, we are playing with fire quite literally without any exa- without any exaggeration. Because that statement uh, effectively means that what the Quran says you don't believe. Now, I know you don't mean that, but uh, whether you mean it or not, please let us stay far away from speaking in this way. So, I was looking for a modern day example to illustrate the fact that just knowing the language does not mean that you know the domain about which you are speaking. And then, of course, comes a beautiful message to me from one of my dearest friends, Moise Beg who sent me an article, it's actually actually an interview uh, that was done uh, by him. Uh, They interviewed him talking about 5G security. Now, what I'm going to do is, uh, the whole interview is long, so I won't read the whole thing, but I'll read a passage from this interview. And I want you to think and say, since I'm speaking in English, and I'm reading English, and you understand English, how much of this do you understand? Now, the question, 5G has gained a strong traction among the leading operators across the globe, including in the Middle East and Africa. At this juncture, what are the main security challenges of 5G networks that Nokia sees being an expert in network security space with advanced security solutions? That's the question. The answer It is estimated that billions of devices will be connected to the 5G network in the coming years. Many of these devices will be low-power sensors, wearables, and small devices used in various industries. 5G increases wireless capacity by 1,000 times, connects 7 billion people and 7 trillion Internet of Things, IoT with zero perceived downtime. Realizing network as a service and the diversity of 5G use, cases will make securing the network more complex. 
Availability, confidentiality, and integrity of all users as well as management and control functions need to evolve to cater to dynamic networks, multiple players involved in service delivery, wide variety of devices including IoT, uh, Internet of Things, users, and applications. Multiple logical networks, so-called network slices, will be running on the shared 5G infrastructure. This complexity leads to a large attack surface. Moreover, the huge number of connected devices also means that the network may be exposed to massive attacks by such devices and they become infected by, mal- by, by, by malware uh, or malware. I don't know how the hell do you pronounce that thing. And abused by an attacker as a botnet for carrying out attacks such as distributed denial of services, DDoS attacks. With 5G vulnerabilities in the network may have uh, more serious consequences than was the case with previous generation telecom technologies due to diversity of use cases. In addition, the convergence of, of telecom and IT infrastructures, services and operations require a more holistic and broader look at 5G security than before. Now, uh, I hope I have confused you enough. I know that there are uh, some of you guys uh, in our network, uh, like Saeed Beg, like uh, uh, Muhammad Azaruddin, uh, like uh, his geekiness, uh, Umar Ahmed, and uh, his super geekiness, Umar Muhammad, uh, who can probably make sense of this. But believe me, this is like uh, like something, I mean, it's like, for me, it is completely... Uh, my mind sort of got frozen and I had to stick it in the microwave and uh, and, and defrost it before uh, I started talking to you again. Now, the point is, uh, it's not that I'm stupid. At least, at least I don't agree I'm stupid, right? Some of you may think so, but I don't think so. Um, it's a question of having domain knowledge enough to understand what an expert is saying when that expert is speaking in technical language. Now, any expert will speak in technical language. That's the, that's a given. Um, to understand that, we need to have enough domain knowledge to understand what the expert is saying. Now, think about this. And Ta'ala Allahul Amthal, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is uh, above any examples that we can give and we do not give examples of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or of His Khudrat. We just give examples to illustrate certain concepts. Now think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu and his knowledge which he is speaking to us in the Quran. And we take that and we say, well, I won't believe this because it doesn't make sense to me. Like this is the kind of statement that we hear. I won't believe this because it doesn't make sense to me. For example, I won't believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created everything uh, because it doesn't make sense to me. I now know that uh, things happen in a way uh, where it seems as if they create themselves, uh, the effect comes uh, before the cause, and uh, so on and so forth. I, in, in certain cases, I really seriously wish I could go in a time and uh, tweak certain things uh, so that, for example, some people wouldn't be born at all. But anyway, that's a different issue. So we, we, heard, we hear this tip. I don't believe this because it doesn't make sense to me. Let me ask you, to replay what I <coughs> what I just read uh, about 5G security <coughs> and ask you, do you believe that there is a need for greater security 
and greater consciousness of security given 5G networks and what 5G networks can do? Do you believe that? If you believe that, my simple question to you is, why do you believe that? Because does it make sense to you? What I was reading <coughs> here made absolutely no sense to me. And that's not because my friend uh, Moise Beg is trying to fog uh, me or trying to, you know, speak in riddles. He's not. Uh, he is he's speaking as an expert. That's his domain expertise. He's speaking as an as an expert in and and his his interviewer. Uh, he's answering the interviewer's question. Um, the fact that I don't understand him is because I don't have that domain expertise, right? Uh, now, what do I do with that? Do I say I don't believe him? Or do I say, do I acknowledge, do I have the humility to acknowledge that, look, this is not my domain, so let me listen to what the experts say. And at best, I will ask Moise Beg, uh, please tell me in uh, how you would explain to a five-year-old, uh, is there anything that I need to do with respect to this? Right. Apart from maybe burying my uh, phone very deep in the earth. I mean, is there something else that I need to do? Uh, how does this affect me? Uh, will I, am I, am I personally at risk? Is my information at risk? Is my data and my, and whatever I have done, is that at risk? Uh, or what will happen? Right. Uh, sometimes people tell me if the whole thing collapses, then everything that you have done will simply disappear from the, from the face of the earth. Are you, are you not frightened, right? Alhamdulillah, I've written, as, I've, as you know, I've, I've, done, I've done like a good bit of stuff. And I tell them that that for me will be the best thing that ever happens. And I really wish it happens that, that everything that I have done completely vanishes from the face of the earth because then there will be no witnesses against me before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the Day of Judgment. And I will say, Allah, I'm, I'm here looking at your mercy and that's all I need. Khalas. I don't need my amal because I know my amal are worthless anyways. I mean, it's, uh, you know, what, what, what do we think about our amal? What, what is the ikhlas? What is the niya? We don't, we have no clue. We hope for the best. But if somebody, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hold us to a standard, we are dead. We are, we are absolutely dead meat. But the point I'm making here is that here is a situation where you are speaking to another human being not to God, not to not to anybody else. You're speaking to another human being. That human being has domain expertise in something that you don't have. And even though he's speaking English, you're speaking English, you're reading English, you have no clue what on earth the man said. And yet, we have the temerity, we have the audacity, the audacity to take the kalam of Allah, to take the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and say, but in my opinion. Now think about this, my brothers and sisters. Make istighfar, make tawbah, and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us. And please do not say anything like this. At best, if you want to speak about the Quran al-Kareem, stick with what our great classical scholars have said. Their word is also not word of God. There's only one word of God, there's only one kalam of Allah, and that is the kitab of Allah itself. But we go to the experts, the first and, and best of whom is Muhammad Rasulullah Wasallam, to help us to understand that. And then we go from there to those who dedicated their entire lives to the study of the Qur'an and to trying to understand and explain the Qur'an. And they did their best in that. We ask Allah to give them the best reward. And we take from them without corrupting it and without adulterating it with our personal opinions. Take far away from that. 
Alhamdulillah, Jazakallah khair, my, to my brother Moiz uh, Beg for sending me this thing. And as I said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who decides and Allah uh, guided him to send this to me at this time. Uh, may Allah bless all of you. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us on the straight path and never to allow us to deviate from that. وَصَلَى اللَّهَ عَلَىٰ نَبِيِّ الْكَرِيمُ وَعَلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ بِرَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ